this is Cynthia McIntosh. And this is Abraham. And we want to welcome you to our new show, Rock and Talk. Welcome to the new Rock and Talk show. This is Cynthia McIntosh with my wonderful co-host, Abraham. Good <laughs> hey, evening, hey. Abraham. Good evening. Hey, it's going to be the dynamic duo tonight, you and me, and it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> it will be. Yep. It's going to be just like when we talk on the phone and can't stop. Except shorter. <laughs> 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 hey, I noticed we actually did do a really good job a couple days ago. I think we were both really busy. We got on the phone and we had like a 10-minute conversation. I oh. meant to tease you about it and I didn't, but it was <laughs> very short and sweet. <laughs> that's that's a miracle. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, we are opening up the show uh, to having callers just join us if they're listening and want to join us. Um it, We'll give you the number pretty soon. Um, and I'm hoping that as this show goes on between us, that um, we're not just going to get an insight into some more things about me, but definitely everybody should know a lot more about you. About me? Little about old you. Okay, yeah. well, if anybody wants to call and talk to us, the number is 888-627-6008. How's that for giving the number? Good. Uh, I, I'll have to write that down one day. Give you a call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, but if, you, if you call me and ask you for the number, you'll get it like an hour later, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this is this is the one time where our conversation is limited to sixty minutes, and we had a little bit of practice doing a short conversation once before, but now here we are with. Uh, just a 60 minute show to go and maybe our 90 minute conversations those days might be over you never know we might oh. we might get the sack down oh that would be so sad <laughs> oh right 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 <laughs> well we only have 54 minutes left oh well let's see let's how time talk. flies let's talk yeah let's talk <laughs> let's do some talking now um yeah so where do we want to start it's just you and me and I'm I'm personally very excited about this. I'm I'm just like raring to go. I I've got this big grin on my face. Um, if I had one of those little, you know, those fidget things that you spin in your hands, I'd be spinning oh, it right now. Yeah. All the extra energy. Yeah. Right. I know. I'm excited. We're gonna actually play your music today. That'll be a lot of fun. So we're even gonna play the chameleon song, which I know is one of your favorites. That's a feel-good song. It's only a minute long, but whenever, in fact. You sent it to me one day when I was having a really bad day, and you said, here, you need to listen to this. It worked. It's it a great did? little song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, well, it's I'm just glad a to cute, hear that. It's just a cute, fun little ditty that puts you in a good mood. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> so we're going to get to hear that and a couple of your other songs. We aren't going to play your 17-minute song, though, although so one of these days we're going to have to do that. We might have to do it in, like, three segments. But we're gonna have to do it. <laughs> You're gonna break the flow. I mean, it's like trying to trying to read a chapter from beginning to end—a really long, long chapter that could have been three chapters. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but that's gonna be like the special. That what we'd have to do is say it's a progressive rock night. You know, we have to tout it as that because then you'll get the listeners that like that kind of concept stuff that just goes in all kinds of places for a while. Yeah, you. Your music goes, you've got a lot of different genres that you cover when you're writing. You've got all, some of the music really sounds like it's coming back from the 60s or the 70s. Some of it is more rock. It goes all over the place. It's a lot of fun. Um, oh, I, I enjoy it. The Chameleon is completely different, obviously, than, say, Mastermind, which is my favorite. Well, one of my favorites. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, well, you know, um, actually, you know, I've had a little bit of, you know, formal training and, and education. And one of the things I was really into was doing orchestrations. And a lot of my studio uh, work ended up with me doing arrangements and contracting people and writing string parts and doing things like that. And so I think that my, my uh, core sensibility is it's, it's not specifically any one 
like genre like you know i come from a rock and roll background and you know i used to be in a three-piece power trio i was a lead guitarist and there's just guitar bass and drums and we are really loud and you know that sort of thing um but as i started to learn more and more about music i i found that it was just a lot of fun to try different things or to, not try them but to explore different areas and um, as a matter of fact i'm working with a friend on a christmas album that's really different than anything so far. Uh, she's a classical soprano. Oh, wow. And we're doing stuff, and, and some of it's just going to be kind of orchestral sounding, but some of the other of it will be uh, very ambient, electronic music sounding, and that I that's what I studied was electronic music, and I, I actually had received you know some achievement awards in that, and I used to do programming for um, Kauai, Kawhi, who makes you know the great grand pianos for a while they were into doing electronic music and mm. and we got together and i ended up programming um sounds for like their prototypes so it got released as internal sounds. so anything oh, uh-huh. to do with sound and experience and you know that's what i like doing is creating an experience for somebody else to enjoy and it goes in lots of directions i can't right, say one right. thing yeah, as a coach, I, I tell artists all the time when I'm working with, as an artist development specialist, I always tell them that they shouldn't lock themselves into one genre, especially if you want to get into um, writing music, because if you limit yourself, you're really, it's, it's very difficult. It's so competitive. And so the more genres you're willing to play around with and learn, I, I know I've, I'm dealing with somebody right now who was offered a really good job with a band, but it was a jazz band. And he says, yeah, I don't know. I've never done jazz before. And so he turned it down. I said, you know, the best thing you could have done for yourself is go for it. They've heard you. They were impressed. They want you. Right. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. But he's he's more into the classic rock and He's more comfortable with that, and he doesn't want to release it, and yet he is having a really hard time finding work. So you just got to spread your wings, learn something new. It can't hurt, you know? Yeah, yeah. and you know, um, I when people kind of get these offers and they're not sure if they want to take it, something I always advise, I say, you know, it's always better to accept something and then later um, decide if it's for you or not, at least get your feet wet in it. Um, it's easier to decline an opportunity. Um, once you've had a chance to actually look at what it's involved, but it's a lot harder to chase after one that you, that you didn't ever open the door for, you know, you, you should always give yourself a chance to try things. Right. I think the more, you know, the more genres you cover, the easier it is to do things like remote session work. It just opens so many doors. Yeah. I, I always encourage people to not be afraid to try new stuff. You know, Cynthia, since you're talking about when, when you are counseling and working with people, can you let us in on what it is that you do? Tell, I want to hear more about your counseling experience and, and actually what it is that you do when you counsel people. What is that all about? And what do you focus on? I am an, well, I'm a couple of different things, but I'm an artist development specialist. And what that means is I work with people that are artists to figure out where it is they want to go in life, what they want to achieve in the next five years, and then really work with them to get there. We cover everything from making up a uh-huh. business plan to getting over being nervous to, I mean, all okay, because being a musician covers pretty much every aspect of your life, everything from relationships to finances, obviously, to yeah, everything. It really does. It's not a nine to five job. It's not something that you can just go to and then leave it when you go home at night. And so it requires sometimes people need help just understanding how to get over certain things or how to prioritize or how to like I just was talking about how to spread your wings and learn how to appreciate other things that are going to help you in business. But you're not aren't necessarily comfortable with how to get comfortable, how to um, get out of your comfort zone, a lot of different mm-hmm. things. But basically setting up a plan of where you want to be five years from now and then making the steps to get there. And so if you have somebody that's nervous um, and and like, that's like they have stage fright or, or not stage fright, but you know, it's sometimes it's hard to get up in front of people. What, what would be an example of a way that you would, you know, advise them? How do you set them up mentally to tackle that challenge? You know, honestly, it's, 
for each person, I handle it differently because you really have to find out why they're nervous before you can just tell them, get over it. <laughs> you know, right, um, right. it might be that they're self-conscious about how they look. It might be because of a past experience. It might be because they're afraid to make a mistake. There are a lot of different reasons for being, for having stage fright. Mm-hmm. And so you need to really find out and identify what it is that's causing that stage fright. And then from there, we can work on getting over it. You know, I I want to throw our engineer, Don, a, a curveball. I know we were going to, at some point, first play um, Hey, You Come Back With My Heart and then Big Ben. But what you're talking about, I would love it if uh, Don would be able to launch a Big Ben and the Golden Line when we get to that point first, because what you're talking about is exactly um, what made this recording happen and be so much fun. I I used to be, it, it used to be very hard for me to get up. I could get up there with a guitar and jam away. And, and when it was time to even sing background vocals in this group I was in, the drummer was the lead singer, but once I got up in front of the mic in front of people, I couldn't get hardly a sound out. So after I had <laughs> moved on from that band, I decided I was going to force myself to get used to being up on stage in front of people. So I went solo. I grabbed my acoustic guitar, went up into open mic nights, and I was working myself into getting over that hurdle. And um, yeah, so when we... It, if if we're able to bring up um, Big Ben and the Golden Line, I have a great story, but I just want to get a confirmation from Don that we can we will end up there if I start talking about this because what you're talking about is perfect for that. Wonderful! Um, well, it sounds like you handled it, so you knew what to do to overcome the fear. Though you handled I it, I was yourself. stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I have to, I have to get over this, and that's the only thing I could think of doing was putting my feet in the fire and. Until I could. I was determined to. Uh, Uh, Yeah, you know, just about everything I've done in life wasn't comfortable at first. And I could have very easily talked myself out of it. But I'm like you. I just said, nope, I think it's something I'm going to do. I'll get used to it. (laughs) And then it becomes very fun. It really does. Well, let's listen to Chameleon then. I'm interested in hearing. No, 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 not not Chameleon. It's uh, Big Ben. Big Ben. Oh, Big Ben. You want to hear Big Ben? But before we put it up there, I need to know that Don's ready to play that. And I want to, I want to set this one up. Um, so, uh, yeah. Okay. Here I am. I'm, I'm going regularly to this open mic night and, um, it's, it's not going, it's not going well. For me, I, I'm I'm doing okay, but I'm not happy with how it's going. Well, one night I get up in front of this group, and some friends had come along and were were part of the group, but it was it was a pretty full like uh, bar. And instead of getting up there under the pretense that I had my act together and putting on this facade, I try to I I finally just decided to admit where I was. And what I did was, um, this place was called the Sweetwater Cafe. It was in Redondo Beach at the time. They're no longer around, but it was a regular place. A lot of people there all the time, and the open mic nights were just as successful as any other. But I decided, instead of trying to come across as if I already had my act together, I before I started my set, I said, you know what? I'm really nervous up here, you guys, and I need your help. And and so, like, there's only a few folks that are actually listening, and the rest is this crowd, you know, murmur of people talking, drinking, the, you know, all this stuff's going on. But there was a decent amount of people in front of the stage listening to me talk. And I said, you know what? I need your help. I, I really am too nervous here. So I need your help, and I want you to, on the count of three, let's just shout, yeah, as loud as we can. I said, okay. And they kind of were nodding and smiling. I said, okay, here we go. One, two, Three and probably thirty people in that room, all at the same time with me. Just we went, yeah. And when we <laughs> shouted, everybody else just all of a sudden snapped their heads around. Were dead silent. What I miss? And they were all listening, like what just happened in here? <laughs> everybody stopped drinking. Everybody's listening, and I was going through the songs, and um, it was just a completely different experience. And it culminated at the end. Uh, with doing this one last song, which is a really fun song, Big Ben and the Golden Line. And it's really, it was my 
take on um, struggling to make it in the music business. Just the night before, a friend of mine, a musician friend, we were talking and talking about trying to write hit songs, and he said something. He said, you know, all it takes is like that one golden line, and that stuck with me. And the next morning, I woke up, and in like 15 minutes, I wrote down this song. And now fast forward to, to Sweetwater, and here I am playing it. And I just like to share what happens. This is live. It's an old cassette scratchy thing that they recorded back behind the bar. But I try to clean it up. And it's just a ton of fun. So let's listen to uh, Big Ben and the Golden Line. All right. This one is a new one. It's called, this is a story of Big Ben and the Golden Line. <laughs> I had to do this for Sweetwater. This takes place in Nashville, Tennessee. Well, I could see the fortune in that music, Prius. And everybody knows that with words I'm just a whiz. So move aside, everybody, and make room for Big Ben. And watch those lines flow from me like ink flows from a pen. Size. All that fame and fortune will be mine Bartholomew, my good man, please serve my guests some wine Them big old record companies will hand me their very best contracts to sign It only takes one single tune with the golden line Thank you, that's a good idea, let's clap, yeah well, for hours and hours and days and days Till weeks and months pass by Did our hero through his pen Let all his fancies fly Until one day he laughed out loud Ha! The world is mine For he was sure upon the page He laid down the golden line Well, he was pretty excited, as you can imagine, right? Well, off he rushed into the car and raced he to the city. It won't be long, he told himself, till I'll be sitting pretty. And through their doors he marched so proud, get out your contracts to sign. And he threw his page upon the desk, behold the golden line. Reading through his work and looking up, they asked, where are you from? And further they replied, at which poor Big Ben was just struck numb. It's gold, all right, and fine it'd be if yesterday you'd come. But today is today. Sorry, buddy. We need platinum. Well, I could see the fortune in that music biz And everybody knows that with words I'm just a whiz So move aside, everybody, and make room for Big Ben And watch those lines flow for me like ink flows from a pen Thank you. And there you go, the story of Big Ben and the Golden Line. Sorry, buddy. It's gold, all right. But we need platinum. I mean, that's like the story of my life. Well, so yeah. when are you, you going to go platinum? Oh, working on it. By the time I do that, they're going to say, oh, well, we need just, you know, pure diamonds. <laughs> and but, I'll, yeah. get to say, I'll get to say, I knew you when, right? You can probably... I'll probably be saying that too. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. And that was sort of like, I guess that recording in particular marked a pivotal time 
in my experience because I went onto the stage, just like you were saying, you know, I went on as one kind of person and I was trying to get over something, but I was honest about it. And I just didn't try to act like I was anything but me while I was up there. And that's what opened all the doors. I mean, everybody listened to all the songs all the way through. And when it came to that song, when it was all done, they were applauding and asking for a, uh, an encore, right? Well, the, the, the guy behind the bar that ran, ran the club, he goes, he kind of pushed me off. Thank you, Abraham. That was great. And now we need all you people with all your golden money to buy some more golden beer. <laughs> <laughs> they had every ever since that yeah that scream everybody was listening to everything and nobody was buying drinks i had a lot of like heavy songs about oh just all kinds of things that you know about morality and about you know taking life seriously and spiritual things and everybody was just all there we were all there together and so i was hurting his business and so he didn't <laughs> want me to do it <laughs> but what a great experience that was that's a great story. That's really fun. <laughs> so do you still go and, and play at places like open mic nights? I haven't um, because I've been focusing much more on my, you know, recording art and, and doing things right. like that. So I'm in the studio a lot more than I am out and playing uh, most lately, you know, most right. recently. Um, so well, that's, that's a really good example, though, of how you can be a real... You, I don't know if you ever figured out why you were afraid to be up on stage. If it was that you were afraid to make mistakes or if you were afraid about how you looked or afraid of not being accepted or I have no idea. But, it was your confidence in my voice. It, I can play. Okay. I can play and play, but it was getting up there and singing my own songs. I even told people, I said, I'm not up here to sing my songs for you. I'm just up here to share them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an interesting perspective. <laughs> But yeah, so as an artist development specialist, that's one of the things I work with. I work, a lot of times musicians have a very difficult time handling the business aspects of being an artist. They want to go out there and play. They want to have a good time. They want to write because they're really passionate about that. But when it comes to anything else, they just really don't want to deal with it. They don't want to deal with the business. It's a career. And you have to remember that if you treat your music like a hobby... It's going to treat you like a hobby. If you treat it like a business, it'll treat you like a business. But so many artists have a very difficult time learning to love the business aspects of being an artist as much as they do the art. And so that's one of the things we work on. Um, I also work with entrepreneurs, helping them build their businesses. I love entrepreneurs and artists the same way because they're so passionate about what they do. They mm -hmm. love what they do. But most of the time, they're not necessarily good at business. And I happen to be a very right brain, left brain person. So I'm very artistic, but I'm also a very business-oriented, detail-oriented kind of person. And so I tend to be able to relate to artists and entrepreneurs in a way that not everybody can. And I love it. I just love what I do. And so I can work with, with artists and I can work. And by the way, we're going to start a new show. This, this show is going to go on every other week. And so we're having the Rock and Talk show this week, and it won't come back on for two weeks now. But next week, we're going to have a show called the Success with Macintosh show. And it is more entrepreneurial based. And we're going to be talking about business. However, just because you're an artist does not mean you shouldn't tune in and listen to that because it's all about how to succeed, how to market, how to grow your business, and, and how to overcome the obstacles that you're going to run into. Because that's, you know, I deal with those all day, every day with people. And we all have our, and if you, the trick is to find out what obstacles are going to happen next month and target them before they ever happen. And so we're going to be talking about things like that. And I'm going to be bringing different experts on the show to talk business and teach us how to overcome things that finances and getting loans and anything and everything business. So and that sounds interesting. And so we're going to. We're going to alternate between uh, Rock and Talk with you and me and every other week. And then in between, we're going to have you doing your show. And, you know, it sounds like the if I were to think of any term for what you're talking about, it seems like it sounds like what you help people to do is develop their game plan. That is very, very true. That is very true. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm an artist development specialist. <laughs> but yes. I love that title. I, that, that, that should be in gold. Right next yeah. to Big Ben's Golden Line. That's just that's another <laughs> Golden Line. That's a great that's a great title. I love it. Well, it's the only thing that sticks because anything else is very limiting. You know, I I 
it's it encompasses so many things, especially when you're talking to artists. I can't call myself a business manager because I handle a lot more than just business. But everything, it's interesting to me. I love it because a human being is a, they're, they've got their mental, their emotional, their physical, their intellectual, their, they've got so many aspects to their personality. They're, you know, and if any one of them fails, the other ones get hurt. And so you can't just focus on finances and not pay attention to, say, relationships because they're intertwined. And if the relationship isn't doing well, the finances aren't going to do well. And if the finances aren't doing well, the relationships aren't going to be. And you can't just focus on one area. So I have these tests that I give people when we first start. And I have a computer software program that I developed where I can ask you questions and, I can, and you, we answer the questions rating from 1 to 10. And you answer the questions, and at the end, I could spit out a report that shows you what areas of your life you're really unhappy with. And I've never had anybody tell me it's wrong. <laughs> and oh, they're like, great. oh, wow. But as you fix one, the other ones get better. And so when you get the one where you want it, then you look at the other ones, and you retake the test, and then whatever's lowest now, you work on. But it, when you fix one, the rest get better. And so it's really a lot of fun to watch how personalities change. I was just speaking of being shy and being timid. I was working with a lady recently that just was the sweetest lady. I mean, I just loved her, but she was so, so, so painfully shy. And uh, she just didn't, she's, she was very artistic, but she really had a hard time making friends. She was very much a homebody. She just didn't feel comfortable leaving the house much. And it took three months. And in three months, we learned so many things. And she changed so much that we ended up doing a show. She did a show with me. She said, oh, my gosh, if you had told me three months ago that I was going to be on the radio <laughs> talking to thousands of people, there's no way. And uh, it was fun to watch her personality change. That is so fulfilling to me. Wow, yeah, that's just, awesome. Yeah. And, so and the, the nice thing about it, too, is that I never tell. In other words, if I ask you, if I tell you, okay, we're going to work on your success plan. I can't tell you what your success is going to be because you have to tell me that. I don't tell you what success is. I don't tell you what's going to make you happy. We figured that out together and you are the one that answers all the questions. So basically we work together to find out what it is you really want, but you're the one that answers. I never tell anybody what to do. I just ask them the right questions so they can figure it out. We all have everything we need to be successful. It's just that we sometimes don't see it. Yeah. Sometimes we're our own worst enemy, right? But Absolutely. So, so with all this that you have to offer, as long as we're on this subject, um, where can people look you up for these particular things? I'm sure, you know, is there phone numbers, websites, Facebooks? All the above. Um, you can look up Success with Macintosh on Facebook and you'll find two different ones. You'll find Success with Macintosh and there is one that's for artists for artist development specialized, you know, the artist development specialist business and one for entrepreneurs. But if you look up, if you pull up success with Macintosh, they'll both show up and you can look at both of them. Um, one of the things that I also do is mastermind groups where we bring in business owners and we sit down and we work on each other's businesses. And that's a lot of fun. And I'm looking into developing the same thing for artists so that I can just bring, and we do it all online via Skype or web webinars and uh, sit down and talk about what we need to overcome in order to be successful with music. So I'll be starting that up soon too. So you'll want to check on Facebook and see when those are coming up. Mm. And then uh, if you want to call, you can always call 866-636-4696. That's my office. And, or you can email me at Cynthia at successwithmacintosh.com. And I'd love to hear from you. That's so awesome. And did you say mastermind sessions? I did. <laughs> no wonder you like that song. <laughs> mastermind sessions are really, really fun. People get so much out of them. But basically, what do you do? It's a group of 12 people, mm -hmm. and everybody has a different background. We all have a different background, we all have different skill, we have different knowledge bases, we have different experiences. And so you can sit 12 people in a room who own their own businesses or are in music and write their own music and so on and so forth. But you can sit 12 people in a room 
And what I do is each week, it's a 12-week project, and each week one person sits out what I call the hot seat, and we all focus on that one person. So that one person will say, okay, now what I'm really having trouble with is, and they'll mention something, and then you've got the other, ele- the other 11 people will start talking to him and give him ideas. And it's really amazing how often you can sit there and watch that person at the head of the table going, oh, wow, I never wow. thought of that. And it's so simple, but I never thought of it. And the reason is because when you're self-employed or you have your own music business, you're so tunnel visioned because it's so personal. And it's, it's really hard to know everything about everything. And it's really hard to get yourself outside of yourself and look at your business and know what to do. But as soon as you have 11 other people there that are like-minded, but are also completely different, you know, have different training, different experiences, different knowledge, you come up with wonderful ideas. And so every week, another person sits at the head of the table. We all work on his business or her business. And that's a mastermind group. You know, it's interesting because that makes me, uh, I think about something that you hear a lot more in ter- I, I think there's a show even called that, but you know, the reference to the wisdom of the crowd, as you were talking about mm-hmm. having 11 other people responding that are, are um, being more objective towards this person. And it's nothing personal. All of that. There, there's a lot of development going on now when it comes to sort of the, the, crowd wisdom um as a matter of fact uh i just recently had that experience with um another song that that we were planning to to play and the truth about it is this hey you come back with my heart that we were mentioning a little bit earlier that i try to switch over two things about it one i wrote that the same morning that i wrote big ben and the golden line they both just came out of me like one after the other. I, I couldn't have been sitting there for more than 30 minutes when each one came out. And, <laughs> and the, the thing about, hey, you come back to my heart is, well, you know, I, I have a Reverb Nation page and, and they have something there that they call crowd picks. And on crowd picks, it's the same kind of thing. And basically you... You can sub or you can submit your one of your songs or as many songs as you want for a certain price, and you get back these crowd reviews, and they basically will combine all the different things that they say, the general impressions and numeric values that they give something. Oh, I rate this song. I love the melody. I give it a seven or a ten, and you know from one to ten, and just to test myself, just like I pushed myself up onto the stage um, and just until I could get over myself with singing or sharing songs, I should say. Uh, <laughs> um, same thing with this. I thought, you know, I may, I may think my songs are just, you know, great the way they are, but I want to, I want to put them to the test. So I, I would submit each one. I'd pay to have them reviewed and all of that. And Mr. Mastermind got a lot of attention at the time that song um, and the others all went in. I think I did five songs at one time and Mr. Mastermind got the most points and it was like seven point something, 7071. And it was enough that it got Reverb's atten- Reverb Nation's attention and they, they approached me with a curation contract that I didn't really like the terms, but they locked the song up and they were trying to shop it for me anyway. Um, but going back to hey you come back to my heart hey you come back to my heart just like big ben the golden line it's it's a it's a fun song but it wasn't anything that i thought as an artist was anything special it was just something that came out that was very simple and lo and behold i finally decided well all my other kind of art rock songs with a little bit of progressive rock and they're artsy this way and they're fancy that way and productions i thought you know what? I I'm just gonna put "Hey You Back" come back with my heart up on to Reverb Nation, and I was almost embarrassed to do so. So I put it up there, <laughs> and then once it's up, I thought, okay, I'm I'm willing to face the music, so to speak, pun intended. <laughs> but I thought I'll face the music. I'm going to submit this to the crowd review and see what happens. And that song got the highest score of all my songs. Wow! And I was so surprised by what people had to say about it, and. 
it got a high enough score that this week, actually, from starting September 26th, uh, I guess the week's over now, but um, for one week, I was, because of the score crossed a certain number, I was a featured artist on the front page of um, Reverb Nation. Wow. And not just the only one, but I was up there and and I gained, you know, I gained more fans in, in this last week than I have in the years I've been on there. Wonderful. Um, so anyway, yeah, so Hey You Come Back My Heart um, is just another fun tune. The version that I submitted for this is a real strange hybrid of things. Um, I I would love to share it with you if you want well, to Well, let's it. play it. Let's hear it. Hey right. You Come Back With My Heart. It's a head bopper for sure. I know, I'm just getting warmed up. <laughs> call it, musicians call it four on the floor. It's just boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, boom. Too but, fun, too fun. <laughs> it, is, it is fun. And yeah, two fun songs came out. And the interesting thing is both of them were not only simple and all that, but both related to a passion. One of them was about, you know, my passion for music and trying to come up with a, a great song. So Big Ben and the Golden Lion is what came out of that. Hey, You Come Back With My Heart actually marked um, a turning point. Uh, it's, you know, the old adage where you try to make, uh, you make lemonade out of uh, lemons in life. And it was actually based around somebody that I was deeply in love with, you know, 
as a young man and had lost her. She, she decided it wasn't working for her. And I went through the longest time just like I felt like an empty shell. I just felt like my whole life was done and I was just empty, empty, empty for so, so intense. And this marked a time finally in my life where I was able, I was over it and to a place where I could write about it, say what it is I had to say, but not from a point of being a victim of it or suffering under it or anything like that. But instead, you, you hear how fun it is, you know, hey, right. you know, come right. back to my heart. You, you, it was torn apart, but to turn it into that, that to me was like uh, a moment of, uh, I guess you could say, a victory. But it was just a process. You know, some things, some things take time. But it did take time, and it marked it. So on that that particular morning, those two songs came out, my two most simple songs, and probably the two most fun songs I've ever written. Well, congratulations. That's a great story. That's awesome. Thanks. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to ask you something, I just because I'm curious. Okay, so for you, with what you're working on, what you've been doing, where do you want to see yourself five years from now? What's your vision for five years from now? Uh, rich, famous, and world domination. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to get out of this world then. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to exit before that happens too. <laughs> we're all in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're not going to take the question seriously. Fine. That's all right. No problem. Uh, <laughs> it would, it would, I, there's a lot of things that I have that I feel I have to give and they can come in many different forms. Um, I've been told a lot by a lot of people that I'm a really good writer and it comes very natural to me. And the irony of all that is that I hate to read. I've hardly read anything, uh, mad magazines and comic <laughs> books and, uh, maybe three entire four, maybe four novels in my whole life. And yet when I write, words just come very easily to me. So I, I'm thinking about actually doing some writing, um, huh. outside. Well, maybe of- that's, maybe that's why you don't like to read because what you're reading is something somebody else wrote and it doesn't, it doesn't resonate with you and what you would write. I never thought about that. I don't even, I don't know why I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a very, very strange thing. Uh, in fact, when I was in college and I, I had a major in music and a minor in communications with an emphasis in uh, TV broadcasting, but one of the minor requirements was uh, taking a journalism class, and there was a, uh, a, an LA Times staff writer was a guest professor, and she was my professor, and I remember after turning in a midterm or something like that, she wrote on she wrote on the top, you're, you're an excellent writer. Why are you majoring in music? And of course, in my snarky <laughs> self, I, I, I said back to her, well, you haven't heard my music. <laughs> but music doesn't come as easily as, as the words do. And it's interesting. Um, I have to work yeah. to do the music. It's, it's not as natural. But what is natural is producing it and, and having a vision. And then I'm just passionate about chasing after that vision when it comes right. to musical things. So, I don't know. I think I might so be you, writing. Really? Okay. Wonderful. Well, we'll have to talk more about that. That'd be fun. You can read all about it in five <laughs> years from now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, you do have a lot of projects you're working on. Why don't you share your Reverb Nation link with everybody so we can find you? Oh, sure. Okay. Well... If you do the dub 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 reverbnation.com, then it's just a forward slash and Abraham Music Project, all one word. Um, you know, I sometimes I, I want to call myself just AMP or AMP because it's so cool, but everybody thinks AMP is cool when it comes to music and to rock. So there's so many AMPs out there. I just left it Abraham Music Project, but that's ah. it. <laughs> well, it could be Abraham MP. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, you do the counseling. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I want to hear. We do have another song to listen to. 
I wanted to hear the chameleon. And it's very short, fun. This is a song that I was saying earlier in the show. It's just kind of a feel good, put you in a better mood type song that lifts you up when you're not feeling so great. And it is a lot of fun. So I want to I want to play that one. We're getting short on time, but I want to be sure we play that before the show's over. Do you okay, mind? Sure. Not okay. at all. All right, then let's go ahead and play the chameleon song. Don't blink or you'll miss it. It's not easy being a chameleon in outer space with only This is success coach Cynthia McIntosh. If you could wave a magic wand and make your life anything you wanted it to be, what would that look like? What would be the changes you would see? If you're ready to make those changes and overcome all your obstacles, give us a call. You can reach us at 866-636-4696 or you can visit our website at successwithmacintosh.com. All right. And there we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have to ask, where did the chameleon song come from? You know, that's that's a good question. And it's interesting that we picked these three songs in this show and how well everything's been interweaving together because you said something super important about business. I did? Yes. Oh, wow, yay. Yeah, I just forgot <laughs> what it was. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um you you talked about how important relationship is in um, in all of this, and it's true. I mean, they you hear those sayings like it's who you know and and whatever. But I've heard a really great saying where they where somebody that I was in a band with had said to the to the crowd listening, he said, "People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care." Ooh, good. And that always stuck with me. So the chameleon song, if I was going to be more philosophical about it, I would say that in in a general sense, it's a song about relationships because it and how important they are because you know the words are simple. It's not easy being a chameleon, meaning that we we sort of change together with each other. I mean, that's part of the human interaction. But it's not easy being a chameleon in outer space. Yeah, there's stars, but they're far away. You see all these things around you. What about things close? Because it's not easy to be a chameleon any place without you, meaning without somebody else there. So relationship is super important. Uh, This was inspired by a particular relationship, but the philosophy of it can apply, you know, and it applies across the board. And and it's interesting that you mentioned the importance of relationship in business. It is. I find that to be really important. And a lot of people find that their life is not fulfilled because they got so busy with business that they don't have good close relationships or they feel like they can't trust anybody. And that's one of the things I really work hard at being the person that they can say anything to and know they're not going to be judged, that they're going to be safe because so many people that are successful just don't have that anymore. They don't have anybody they feel they can trust. Yeah. And, and it gets very lonely at the top. And so, um, relationships are really important. And a lot of times when you're out on the road and your family's at home and they're not happy because you're gone for months at a time and it's hard to maintain that relationship. It's hard to set priorities. It's hard to decide what to do and how to do it and who to take care of and when. And so it's something that needs to be, it needs to be well thought out. And sometimes you really need some support. So uh, but you can't neglect the relationships, absolutely, because you could be really successful and if you have no relationships. I've seen it over and over and over again with people just, like you said, you're just empty. They they say it's lonely at the top, and just like you said, and it's it's true. You know, um, 
I I worked I worked in, in an audio. I was a, my what was I dubbed audio system supervisor um, at a pretty affluent uh, church at one point in my life, and I made friends with one of the pastors there, and we would I just I I look at people as just like people, you know. I don't I don't really look up or look at their labels or or vocations you know, past the person that they are or they are not. And we used to just go out to lunch once in a while. And I remember his wife came up to me. His name was Kurt. And he, and she just said, you know, it means so much to Kurt when you guys go out to lunch together. And I was, I was so surprised and floored. But it's really about what you're saying, that, you know, friendships are important. Uh, and <sighs> sincerity in those things. I mean, how... It's pretty lonely when somebody's just holding you up on a pedestal, and you know that isn't all you're about. It's just one small, small part of right. something that you are. It's just something that you're doing. It's not necessarily who you are. Right. I, one of the reasons I walked away from that the rock group was part of the frustration was I would like be standing in line like at a McDonald's or something, and somebody would come up and and see me. Hey, aren't you the guitarist for this band? And yeah, you know that sort of thing. And and I say yeah, and it just felt isolating. It didn't right. feel anything like that. And anybody that knew me that was in that group or hung around that group, their conversation was always, "Hey, how's the guitar playing?" And I'm thinking right. that's not who I am. Right. That you right. know it. So yeah. It's definitely um, important. And you, and when you get in that kind of a position, you can't be yourself because you feel like every, you, everybody sees you in one way and you're afraid that if you show them another side of you, that they're not right. going to be interested. So you end up being forced to become this image that somebody has created for you. Yeah, you become so, trapped. Right. So it's it's really important to be able to have people in your life that you can trust, that you can talk to about anything, that you know is they're going to accept you exactly the way you are, and they're interested in what you're doing, they're interested in your vision, and they want to help you get there, that they're supportive. Uh, so. Cynthia, it sounds like you have so much to offer people in, you know, in lots of vocations, and particularly those who are you know, in positions of responsibility, not just folks trying to start out. True. True. It's actually, yeah, it, it's across the board. Everybody needs it. Everybody needs a coach. I have a coach. You met my coach a couple of weeks ago on the show. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I think, I believe we all need one. We really do. Anyway, well, it's been a wonderful show. It's been a lot of fun, Abraham. I think we're oh, about out of time. But thank you so much for being on the show with me. It's been a blast, as always. <laughs> and You're thank you for awesome. being on the show with me, too. <laughs> You're awesome. You're the bomb. Oh, oh thanks. How much I, I think, owe you each time you say those things? <laughs> I'll send you an invoice. Anyway. <laughs> thanks a million. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will see you here next week. You've been listening to Rock and Talk with Cynthia McIntosh and co-host Abraham. See you next week. 